Welcome everybody to the third episode of High Hopes. Again, we have Hope and Papa Hope here. And we want to give a shout out to the moms. Today's Mother's Day. We were going to have a little High Moms episode, but we need someone to watch the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Moms are always working. Yeah, always working. Hey mom, can you work on Mother's Day so so me and dad can go and play with our audio podcast? (laughs) Oh, well. So, yes, go ahead. I've chosen topic today, information overload. And and just for now, excuse me, I keep saying, especially being high, I keep saying information overlord. So if you hear information overlord, I am not talking about an apocalyptic event that's going to be happening or anything like that. Uh, I'm just too high and can't pronounce things. Well, be careful. We may have an apocalypse with all the information we've got. Oh, was that a segue? Oh, just Didn't think about mean- it. We always thought if we could have all the information we wanted at our fingertips, we would be able to do almost anything. We would be smart and we would be happy. Now, today, do we really have any of those? Or are we digressing into a society that is broken? We have two major extremes of people thinking completely different, incompatible thoughts and issues. I mean, they're just, it's not looking good because we've got too much info that's now actually breaking society apart. And people are probably, I don't know if this is really a... a, a, a reality but it, in my humble opinion with so much information people are actually getting dumber <laughs> let me explain that you know, pro- I, I just want to say like this is this is an awesome topic because I totally agree but I just have no idea why and so I, I can't wait to hear okay on why exactly I, this the part you're going into right now like this is actually amazing where was I going on this? Shit, I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, let me okay, just... So you were saying that, um, that people are getting dumber oh, be- okay. because of this, and this is the reason why. It, it, the reason I say that, because really it's not the information itself that really has the total value. It's an understanding what the problem is, where you have to go to research to get the information validate that information and then put it together to see if it fits what your expectation is the scientific mat uh, the scientific process come up with an idea test it take the results and see if it proves your theory so the problem is the problem is society no one in society knows how to do the scientific method i have been online so many times explaining to people the scientific method and this is how you research things and i explain i actually do it the science i take the scientific method a step further and i try to i try to prove my theory wrong and by doing that if i can prove it wrong my theory is wrong but if I can't prove it wrong, and by getting that information, I'm proving it right, I take my bias out. Now, that taking the bias out, that is very important because what I'm going to say next is that with so much information, we have information that's all over the place. 
So if you have a bias when you start looking at information at that information, you will start gravitating toward the information that matches your specific thoughts. So you're not proving it, you're just finding information that confirms what you think, whether it's correct or not. Which you can find anything on it. You can say, hey, you know, if I, you know, can I get high on cow farts? You, I bet you can find something online that will f tell you you can get high on cow farts. Well, actually, you think about it. Methane, methane's <laughs> a poisonous gas. A poisonous gas does affect the brain. And if you destroy the brain, you will have some side effects. Okay, Regardless. well, enough said on that. But just like you have people that believe the earth is flat, you have flat earthers. And they'll, you know, just for everything somebody believes, there's probably another group that is just the opposite. So really what I'm saying is that People cherry-pick information to prove what they think is correct versus taking the information, using the scientific process to validate it, and then make sure that what you're thinking is correct. So you have to go ahead and take all the information, not just a narrow segment. And that's why we're having a problem with people today with our information overload. Selection, they, sele they cherry-pick for what they want to believe. They have information bias that will ignore anything that doesn't match what they want to hear. So they've already given up and said whatever they're looking information for is going to match whatever their concept is. Exactly. And the problem is with those people is they have zero, uh, what is, what is the, it called, um, critical thinking. They have zero critical thinking. So when you bring something up that disproves what they're saying they will not take that as fact because they are so set in their ways exactly and so, it's so frustrating so it's just like statistics statistics lie you can you can prove either side with the statistics you selectively show to prove the point in the same manner information lies you can get any piece of information to go ahead and make a statement without knowing all the facts. And that is the problem we're in today. People say, hey, I watch the news on Facebook. <laughs> and they Worse, believe no, whatever it I is. A meme. I saw a meme on Facebook and they take that as fact. <laughs> well, exactly. They, they, they take a look at the information that is really presented within the context of their existing group of people. So they have a group of people, obviously if they connect, there's probably some relationship that, that, that ties them together, whatever it is. So you're going to get a small subset of information out there and nobody is validating it. Um, one of the things that people do now is they go ahead and go to some really small podunkville you know, newspaper or you know, publishing thing and they, they, they give them a story. So it gets published in a very small environment that nobody really validates. I mean, it's just, it, nobody really cares. And then another organization will pick it up that's a little more high caliber and say, oh, as reported in the so-and-so newspaper, we have found this information. And all of a sudden, it's gaining a level of factfulness that people are going to believe. And it goes viral, it goes, quote, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. So it goes viral. So the problem is, is that you can't have information fed to you by a very narrow group of people.
people and expect to really have the broad view of what is really happening in our world today. Today, most people only know about the issue we're dealing with. I don't want to say it because we do have a censoring agent out there that will censor information if it deals with medical issues that we are no longer able to talk about. Rhymes now that's smoted. what? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. That's actually we're coming to a point we have so much information we are now selecting what information we can have access to. And that is causing a problem because what happens when you don't have access to information and certain information's keeping away kept away from you? Take a look at China. In China, information is very controlled as to what you can get. They have lots of information, but what they can see is a very narrow slice of what the CCP um, will allow them to view. And the more you censor something, the more the fanatics come out to use that as proof of whatever their conspiracy theory is at the time. You know, you know it's like, okay... This has been disproven, so we are not allowing this. Oh, they're not allowing this, therefore, and it's ridiculous. Exactly. So it, it, it's kind of a self, um, it, it, it's prophesied, self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. prophecy. When you go ahead and throw all this information out and then tell people that, you know, what you can and what you can't get. So it's a very serious issue. So we have really dumbed down society by saying, just type in the word, look up the first thing that comes up in the Google search, and there you have your answer to whatever it is. So now the way that the information is presented presents its own unique problems because why would a company put your search results at the top of the list unless the people who are presenting that to you, i.e. the Googles and whomever else are out there, have a vested interest to put somebody's results at the top because perhaps maybe they're getting ads, somebody's paying for the clicks, so they'll go ahead and pay to advertise at the top. So now, not only are we having information overload, as I stated earlier, we have selective information presentation. So whatever is out there at the top, basically on the first page of your search is really all you're going to look at. And if you don't know how to put together an effective search and expand it to a point you can see lots of differences in, in the information you're getting, you're going to be stuck with not really knowing much more than when you finish this is when you started the search. Yeah, you'll find lots of things and you'll know, you'll find little tidbits and fact, factoids. You need to fix something, you need something's broken, you know, um, you know, you'll get lots of information. Useful, practical information. You is, know, fix-it books, you know. Because you know if that's going to work or not because you do it and it doesn't work or it works or it doesn't. Yeah, You can but, prove it. So, but where are you going to get the information that really is going to be pertinent to say the taiwan issue the taiwan issue is a piece is 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 a very interesting issue and there is a lot of information out there that you would have to collect put together analyze extrapolate and then you can understand what is driving this whole situation for those of us who are dumb to some of the international issues what is the taiwan issue 
the Taiwan issue is Ta uh, Taiwan is an island, rather large island. I forget the mileage off the Chinese coast, but it's it has close. always been considered to be a part of China for as far as I know forever. Um, what happened is at the end of World War II, Chiang Kai-shek was in charge of a um, you know Chinese party that was basically the government of China in exile while the Japanese occupied it. But after the war, Chiang Kai-shek Kai came in and was running China. Well, Mao Zedong was sitting there for the Communist Party and said, hey, we represent the workers, so we're going to overthrow you as the established party. And they kicked Chiang Kai-shek Kai out of China, and he went to Taiwan and set up what, was he, what he called the Chinese government in exile. He was in exile from the Japanese, so now he's in exile from the communists. So over the years, Taiwan has become a very rich country. They do a lot of manufacturing. Very, very successful country and, and um, protected to the degree that the kind of everybody knows the U.S. will take care of it. Nobody really says that formally. But it's assumed that the U.S. Would, would take care of it. But this is a very serious issue that is brewing, not only in the issue of how it got to be what it is today from the start of war, at the end of World War II to where it is now, but you have to really go back and understand the Chinese mentality. Western Europe came to China and with the military power they had kind of overtook it. I think it was in the 1800s. I can't remember all the facts, but... Fundamentally, the Europeans took advantage of the Chinese with the Opium Wars, all these different types of things. So the Chinese have resented the fact that they were subjugated to an almost third world country status and strongly ruled by all the powerful countries around when they probably have one of the most su successful social structures being around for thousands and thousands of years, a lot of knowledge. It's a real hub of great, great thing. Medical system. They don't focus on, you know, fix the symptoms. They go and understand the root causes. You know, I can't speak about all this, the, the, the good stuff that comes out of it. But it's a, it, was, it was a great culture that Europeans attacked. And the Chinese have always represented that. And now they're coming back on their own and really able to really now go beyond the bonds of where they've been kept for all these last several centuries and move forward and nothing's going to stop them so it's not just the chinese issue it's a much bigger issue that has to be understood in the context of the information of how the chinese think what gave us the situation of what we have now thus we can project where we might be in the future if you looked up a factoid right now, you wouldn't even see this. Nobody would a look it look it up. They wouldn't see it on any information on any of their um, you know Facebook pages. It's lost. It's not a topic that anybody would find. So thus, with all the information, we don't know what's going on if it's not in our little narrow view. We know who the big bands are, the football scores. You know who the president is, and all this <clears throat> other hubbub. But we don't know the understanding of the whole world order because we don't look for that information. So here it is. We don't even know what's happening across the border, and yet we have more information than ever.
we don't understand the philosophy or the or the um, the feelings that all these refugees coming to America. I mean, these people are taking the risk to come to America and giving you know their lives are on the line, and we're just saying, oh wow, don't don't we don't want you you know whatever, and it's kind of like. We don't understand the power of what these people will bring here. That's the refugees who came from all the places in the world who had to work hard to build the businesses and get themselves going that powered the, the basic economic engine of America. So if you take a look at this whole thing, you say, wow, refugees really, you know, immigrants, uh, people coming here that we provide an environment for them to be successful. We don't give them anything. We just say, hey. Here, you can go ahead. If you work hard, you can be successful. But nobody understands that because they look at it with a building with people who, you know, came with a, you know, I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I economic. You're, you're getting heated and, and you stand <laughs> up and you start yelling at the box again. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. It's all right, X2 AM6. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, I get. I mean,. I've studied economics, and, 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 and economics is an issue of resources. You have, you have the resources you pull from the earth, and what do you think the most important resource you have for anything? People. People. That's labor. That's the engine that drives the economy. Whether it's somebody who's you know, putting bolts on a car, somebody who's sweeping the street, or somebody who's designing a new circuit for a rocket. It's labor that powers the economy, and the more labor we have, the more we can produce and the wealthier we can be. So if somebody's going to come and say, hey, we want to come and work for you guys, i.e. United States of America, we're going to tell them you can't come here and work? That's crazy. But that is information that people don't have to understand economics and population movements. You put the two together, then you can understand what is going on the great potato famine in ireland they were starving they got in boats came to america first generation suffered as they worked their way up the ladder and now you have a very established strong economic base for the areas that those um immigrants came from and 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 powered the economy for us worked their way up the ladder is probably a yeah a, a nice euphemism <laughs> exactly <laughs> That wasn't that weren't they the ones that the indentured servitude um, the, the most that were basically enslaved the, the Irish weren't they the ones that that were enslaved like practically they were enslaved through the indentured servitude you know I remember the indentured servant process but I don't remember who were the ones who were really the Irish I know were affected by that so I can't really speak to that because that's not on my list of well, I'm, I'm going to say I am I'm about 90, 96.5% sure of the statement I made. <laughs> okay, well, that's me who I would be 50-50 without knowledge. But yeah, <laughs> the Irish, I think, did take a, a, a rather large beating. Yeah. The same way the Chinese, when we brought them over to work on the railroads. Oh, yeah. They were, in essence, indentured to a degree. They had to work so much before they could go ahead and... and, and fundamentally get their freedom yeah it's basically the same so again another immigrant group that came over here that helped the infrastructure i mean think about the trains who would have built the train system 
we didn't have enough labor to go ahead and apply to such a major undertaking without getting all that labor. So again, this is knowledge, this is information that changes the base on which you see the world and without that type of information, you know. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think, what do you think this country would look like without, without all the people that got fucked over? So we got slavery, the indentured servants, you know, um, everyone. So if we did not, if we did not have the greedy sons of bitches, you know, that, that did everything. Do you, do you think that we would just be at a lesser point in history, technological, or I don't even know if that makes sense with the way I just said that. I, I, I would venture to say, okay, I take it the question you have, if we had done a better job in the past not being stupid, greedy, <laughs> would we be better today for that, you know, issue? Yeah. I mean, if like, we had done like better. We, I, I believe we would be a better society, but we would maybe just not be as far advanced as we are. Well. That's, that, that's what I believe, because look at, look at a lot of other, um, I don't know. Yeah, here, here, sense. here's 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 the issue you're faced with. There is always some form of government in charge of some group of people. Now we define government as really a protection agency because the primary purpose of government is to protect the people from the bad guys who want to attack and take their stuff. This has been a process going on since the dawn of man. The hunter-gatherers would go out, they go ahead and spend all day collecting nuts and berries to bring them back to the family, and then some invading hunter-gatherers that didn't do good would come attack them, take their food, and go home and give it to their, their family. So people have always been attacking each other because the resources that they need for survival, there's a, mismatch, there's a mismatch between two groups. The group who has it is going to be attacked by the group who doesn't. So this has been going on for, for, for been going on forever. Now, again, in parallel with this process, and this was, you know, we've extrapolated it from little bands of, 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 of groups of the hunter-gatherers to the rather large farming it was we moved to the agrarian age for which now you couldn't go ahead and run away and you know collect into a different part of the forest you had a, you were stuck in this piece of property that was growing crops and if somebody attacked you you needed somebody to go ahead and, and, and protect you so now you have the medieval knights you know and the castles where the the you know all the whatever the hierarchy was for whatever the group was the the the, the uh, knights would go out and they'd have their swords and they would do all the fighting they would you know get their payments from whoever the 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 aristocracy was who was hiring them and all the farmers would keep them to protect them from the bad guys so people were invading you know it, it's been a constant battle now the problem is is that as people take stuff they will use the technology of the weaponry that they have at the time that they're trying to do whatever it is you know in the old days it was swords now we go to gunpowder and guns and now we have you know cannons and, 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 and ballistics and now we're even in missiles 
So we don't even have to be on the same site. We don't even have to be in the battle zone. We have drones. We have drones. So not being in the battle zone means you can do effectively an attack and you can't see the other person's eyes. When you take and see somebody and you drive us, you know, I've never done this, so I have no idea, yes. but the contact of close battle. Uh, you seem must... very defensive about that. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but the degree of, of chaos that occurs and the generals are there seeing it, you know, there, there is a sense that this is, you know, a dangerous situation. And, and most generals that are on the battlefield in the perilous you know, environment where they can get killed will say, hey, war is hell. We don't want to do it unless it's necessary. Now you can have somebody sit in an office without any understanding of the effects of war and say, hey, hit that button and the, the drone pilots. Well, actually, they're a pretty messed up group from what I can gather. <laughs> they sit in a room and they go ahead and they hit a button and a bunch of people die. That's mentally debilitating. But the point is that get back to information over over uh, load we have all this information but yet we still have this chaos so now we have the technology of tools to be more dangerous than we've ever had so if somebody is unhappy with another group and wants to fight them they can shoot the missiles now I think we have learned that we really can't put nukes on these missiles because that would be just bad juju yeah. <laughs> Juju and, and, yeah, and there's only you know there's only a select group what 20 countries in the world have uh, nukes whatever it is I don't know whatever the number is these days but it's small enough the theory was that it would be a deterrent because nobody would attack a nuclear power knowing that they would nuke back and then they kind of realized nobody's going to nuke it's kind of it's just too dangerous it's the button that will kill us all so now I suspect we're going to go into the bio wars as a matter of fact, there was an interesting article that was presented, and I think it's in the. Uh, oh man, we're gonna bum out. We're gonna start bumming people out now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me. Let me. We'll leave that for a different. That's that's a whole topic. It's like, man, we're, we're going into this high, like trying to get some information, and it's like, oh shit, people are gonna start. But you know, the good news is the availability of info. You can go ahead and get shopping lists. You can order food, get it to your house. There is a convenience to the information we have to go ahead and. Amazon is built on information. They can go and present all the stuff that's available. They can go ahead, take that, process it, and get the thing to you that you ordered in 24 hours. That's pretty amazing. But as I said, the downside of all this information, not only is it enabling the economy, it is also affecting the way people interact. We are moving ourselves into separate groups because we are using our own biases to take the information to prove our points and becoming more entrenched in our thinking process versus taking a look at all the options out there, talking to people who are completely different from you, seeing their side, and trying to find out what drives them to be what they are, what information that they have, and putting that together to come up with a bigger picture than what just a little single factoid may say. Now that's the problem is that people don't know how to research nowadays with the amount of information that we have is because you're not just research you're not just going and getting information you're sifting through the bs to get to that nugget of actual information you know and and people don't know how to do that Snip, snippets little snippets exactly like this new tax thing they're talking about we're going to tax the wealthy i think most people if, if if the 10 percent making over what four hundred thousand or whatever that you know whatever that number is 
you know, very few people are in that bracket. So to say, oh, we're going to tax the rich, no problem. It's 400000 that's no problem. I don't make that much, so I'm not going to worry about it. But when you look and do the research and get the real information, ignore the little blurb you saw, now you're going to see that the tax base is going to go ahead and be much more intrusive in the people all the way down through the middle class income brackets. Um, you know, they'll, they'll go ahead and take away the um, deduction of, of, of house interest. If you own a house and you're paying a mortgage, that's a reasonably big deduction. But if you get rid of that in its totality or make some reductions that was for the real rich, it will end up flowing through to the middle class. Just like the previous administration took their tax or their whatever they call it, we're reducing taxes. Mine went up substantially. So that last guy who said he was going to give me a tax cut gave me a tax raise. I don't know who's paying more taxes, but... I mean, who's paying less taxes, but I'm certainly paying more. So there's a piece of information that nobody ever heard. So I don't know. I'm kind of – do you have any questions for me? I don't know. I, I, the, the only question I had for a moment was, whoa, how the hell did we get to Mao Zedong and everything again? I'm like, with from information overload. Uh, but no, I think – Recap that. We went to take a look at a current – situation a current topic for today and a acknowledge that with the importance it has very few people even know about it so one of the most important hot spots in the world today that could be the flashpoint for world war three is degraded to oh taiwan what's taiwan one two why is it a problem three what is the environment for which triggered this whole thing that's been going on for a very long time? So the information that we have available today to do the research and know that answer, nobody's going to look at because they want to be spoon-fed. Nobody's going to research. As you just stated, nobody knows how to research. They want to be spoon-fed the information, and that restricts what they're going to go ahead and get. That's a good, I was actually going to say the exact same thing with the for a recap my 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 short my short to the point recap people are lazy and they want to get the quickest snippet that they can get for information because there is so much information out there people are too lazy to go and do the work to get to the point to the facts to the facts so just be aware that whatever we stated and a lot of it is our opinions we are not experts in this field. We are just giving our view, or let me say, I'm giving my view based on the information I've researched, which I have to admit, I go and do research on a lot of different areas. You know what I should do? I should actually cut that uh, as our disclaimer to put at the beginning of every show. Because <laughs> you say that every time. Well, you know, I don't want anybody, if you're an investment advisor, you'd have to say, Oh, yeah. We can't guarantee you're going to make money on the investment advice we're going to give you. So therefore, you can't. We can't be held liable because you do lose money in the stock market. Well, I mean, hopefully, anyone who listens to this and takes the advice to make any rash decisions, um, I doubt anyone is too. You know, they're probably too high anyways. To, to try well, we haven't come across a topic yet that's going to be too. Yeah. You know, a we won't come across for a while. 
if ever any topics that are too controversial that would be uh, cause grief for us until we get a big enough population that will at least have somebody agrees with us. Nah, we don't even care. If they don't agree with us, tough. <laughs> tough, tough cookies. Tough cookies. Anyway. So on that note, good night, goodbye, and have a safe week. May your bowls forever be green. Good night. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.